0: Hello. Hello.
2: <clears throat> podcast Network Asia.
0: Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peacebuilders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to their communities. Eavesdrop into their conversations and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine. From Myanmar to the United States. Their dreams and their hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, and Dina Zaman, a Malaysian journalist and co-founder of Iman Research. This is She Talks Peace.
2: Hello everyone! Salam! Welcome to another episode of She Talks Peace. I'm Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, greeting you from Manila. And my co-host...
3: Hi, everyone. Salam from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I'm Dina of Iman Research. Welcome, Amina. Tell me, how's the weather like in the
2: Philippines? Not so bad. A couple of okay. days ago... You know, I was doing the laundry, put it out to dry under the sun, mm-hmm. and then after an hour, just when the clothes were starting to get dry, it rained. But today mm-hmm. the good weather's good, but I think it's going to start getting hot. Summer is going to be here very, very soon. How about you, Dina? What? How is it in well, you know,
3: today? It's really, really hot. Yesterday it rained. So, you know, what they say, after Chinese New Year, uh, until Chap Gomi, for about 21 days, we'll be having this kind of weather. I mean, it's always been like that after Chinese New Year. Really? So, after Chinese New Year? Yeah. I don't huh. know how it is, but everyone keeps telling me, and I'm not a weather person, but I've noticed since from young. After Chinese New Year, it will always be very, very hot for the next one
2: week, two weeks. <laughs> it's always China's fault, huh? <laughs> oh yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh but, gosh. But yes. at, but, uh, but at least it's it's okay. We can yeah. We can go out and uh, get some sun. So I suppose mm-hmm. it's um, it's yeah. not that bad. But I remember. Can you just imagine, Dean, I'm saying I remember what it was like in KL because I haven't been there in such a long time. Oh, it's but been it, a long time, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it could be very hot and and muggy in Kuala Lumpur. Oh, yes. Just want to mm-hmm. stay in air-conditioned malls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But apart so what, from the I mean, weather, everything everything's good with you?
3: But, you know, I don't know whether you would be catching up with what's happening in Malaysia. For the past one, two weeks, we've been having to deal, right, mm. with cases of unilateral conversions. Like there was this Indian couple, they separated. And, Conversion, uh,
2: you mean from, from one faith to another?
3: Yeah, to Islam. So Whoa. what happened, happened is that when this Indian husband ran off with a kid, and then suddenly he had, you know, the mother had no excessive children, and now the kids are Muslim. Mm-hmm. So, the same thing is happening with another Chinese single mother. So, yesterday, you know, it was a big day in court with people fighting. You know, the, the courts are saying that he's wrong, it's unconstitutional, mm-hmm. that you had the extreme um uh, marks and a lot of far right groups saying this is the way to go because, you know, they don't have a mother, so convert them to Islam. Ugh, I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, I don't know whether there's any good news, but it is wearing on this. I'm in a few WhatsApp groups and everyone's obsessed with this. And I think, you know, I mean, i like, how does this bode for Malaysia in the future? You know, we're a multicultural country. We're all fighting about this. Even normal, average Muslims are saying, what on earth is going on? I don't feel good, really.
2: Yeah, I, I know how you feel. I mean, I've been... Watching the developments in uh, in Malaysia, I mean, we we from uh, the Philippines, Mos- especially in the Muslim areas, right. we we always looked up to Malaysia as being the progressive, stable, and rich uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Muslim neighbor. Yeah, uh-huh. and yeah. Uh, but the uh, developments lately, what we see in in media about the uh, caning yeah. of yeah. mean, Muslims, and then the, that big ruhaha about, uh, um, using, uh, salam or, or something, something like that by, by media. And uh-huh. it's, uh, it's disturbing, but, but Dina, I'm glad that in Malaysia, media is still Quite responsive. In fact, I think because yeah. of social media, you <laughs> now have good. more, right? More journalists, <laughs> more community reporters telling uh, Malaysians and the world what's really happening. Yeah. Yes, I mean I have to agree with that. But still, having the media report, right? I mean,
3: I have friends who are still journalists, and they were saying reporting about this every year, and it gets from bad to worse. It's actually, you know, impacting their mental health, you know, especially for non-Malay and non-Muslim uh, reporters who are reporting on this. You said you have to report on this objectively, but you start asking and questioning yourself: Where do I, as a non-Muslim, what is my role in Malaysia?
2: You know, I feel you, Dean. I mean, you're a former journalist at heart. You're still a journalist, so I can see how this would affect you. But um, <laughs> I'm. I, I'm still encouraged, but at the same time, very concerned about developments in, not just in my country and yours, but other countries like Thailand. Did you read the, yeah. the uh, news about um, three journalists in I did Bangkok? Read that briefly. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Thai police was harassing them um, because of their <laughs> reporting on anti-government um, protests. Uh-huh. So so this is this is a broadcast journalist for Bangkok station Voice TV right. the police came to his house but luckily he was at home the police looked for him told his family to open to open up this is this scary and uh, yes. especially for for our friends um who are human rights defenders in in Thailand they rely on media to help them bring out the situation in Southern mm-hmm. Thailand and in the rest of Thailand as well. Right. But if media is going to be curtailed, I don't know what's what's going to happen, Dina. Oh, that doesn't sound good at all. Not at all. Especially since now they're, they're trying to really still look at uh, uh, torture and forced disappearance. Uh, there was there was a discussion on Thailand's torture and enforced disappearance act and uh, the law that the people are are lobbying for. And I don't think uh, the Thai government's going to be too happy about uh, about that, especially not our our friend who's joined us today, right, Dina? Yes,
3: yes. We're going to get her to tell us what's really happening there. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, let me introduce her, yeah? Yes, please. Okay. You're a bit faint, Amina. So, you're Mm. coming in now. Yeah. All right. So, everyone, we've got a new guest today, Ankana Nila Pajit, who was born in a Muslim family in Bangkok, Thailand where she grew up and graduated from the Santa Cruz Convent School and the Faculty of Nurse Mahidol University. Tsai'i Kana, apart from just being a journalist, also is a human rights activist. And she became that after her husband, who's a prominent human rights lawyer, was kidnapped by a group of police officers and disappeared since 12 March 2004. Wow. Ankana is a founder and chairwoman of Justice for Peace Foundation. She has worked relentlessly to help victims of human rights abuses in Thailand, especially in southernmost provinces where there has been serious conflict and violence. The mission has made her one of Thailand's most prominent human rights defenders. Because of her significant efforts in promoting human rights and peace, Amnesty International has praised her as a leading human rights defender in the south of Thailand. Her dedication has won many, many several international human rights awards, which include the Guangzhou Prize for Human Rights, the European Parliament's women right, Women's Human Rights Defender in 2006, the Chevalier, okay, I cannot pronounce this, but the Chevalier de la Légion Honor. From the French uh, President Nicolas Sarkozy. I hope I pronounced that properly. Yeah. And in the Human Rights Month in December 2014, she was honored by the UN Women as uh, Women of Achievement. Okay. She was also the Commissioner of the National Human Rights Commission of Thailand since 2015 uh, to July 2019. And in 2019, she reached the AN Honor, recognition on equality and promote. Uh, an equality, and she promotes initiatives for a more inclusive society by the Republic of Finland. And she also won the Raman Magsaysay Award in 2019 from the Foundation, the Republic of Philippines. I mean, that is a lot of awards. And of course, she is, you know, this is definitely
2: for the work that she's done. So, Angkana, Kun Angkana, welcome to She Talks Peace.
1: Hello everyone, assalamualaikum uh, sister Hello. Amina,
2: Alina, yeah, alaikum wasalam angka na,
1: yeah, very uh, pleasure to be with both of you
2: today, yeah, <laughs> how are you Ankana? doing well? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, Bangkok now
1: is uh, raining. It's not summer, but uh, actually, it's summer, but it's raining almost every day uh, since uh, last week. And one thing is very interesting is that uh, last week they have the debating in the parliament and talking about the case uh, of human trafficking since, um, I think, uh, 2016, no, that the uh, Rohingyas uh, people were buried, and they are the victim of human trafficking at the Thai-Malaysian border. Yeah, and one of the investigative team, no? the 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 chief police, uh, now he's have to migrate to uh, Australian. He's yeah, he asking for uh, refugee status because uh, he was uh, he faced a serious harassment. Yeah, from the uh, uh, many people, the influential people, yeah, police, sorry, yes, in, in Thailand. Yeah, so uh, when after it's debated in, in the parliament, so uh, is this a hot issue uh, today, yeah, in Thailand, yeah.
2: I'm really, I'm really glad that that's uh, being discussed in, uh, in in the parliament. We had a guest um on uh, she talks peace. Uh, Yuyun. I think uh, you know her. Ankara. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know her very well. So she she represents uh, Indonesia in Aicher, the ASEAN uh, Intergovernmental Commission on Human Rights, and she was talking about what's what's going on in uh, Myanmar, and um, she has this this uh, movement to bang pots and pans for. Her for <laughs> Myanmar. So anything and everything to highlight the situation and hopefully something does um does happen since ASEAN seems to be a little more proactive uh, these days. But Ankana yes, uh, Dina, you know, you know Ankana use is, is is a nurse by, yes, by profession. Yes. And uh-huh. uh, she only got into human rights after something horrible happened uh, to her. But do you know that Ankana is out on bail? Ankana, tell us about your case. Yes, tell please. Tell us about tell your it. case, please.
1: Yeah. Um, as you mentioned earlier about this, ripet, uh Two journalists. Uh, I think that uh, now the situation of uh, human rights defenders is not only in Thailand, but it, I think that uh, in many countries as well, the people who uh, who work to protect the rights of others uh, they often been under threat. For me, uh, since I'm the human rights commissioner, and I uh, protect the rights of Myanmar workers, mm-hmm. men and women. It's yeah. happened uh, uh, since uh, 2016, no? Right. But uh, after I finish my uh, my term as a commissioner, and I received the first private right. on October 19, uh, 2019, I right. wish that I'm I defamed the chicken company mm-hmm. by posting two tweets, no, on. Uh, I post on December 3, 2018 and June uh, 28, 2019. It's only to protect the rights of uh, Myanmar workers. No? I want to uh, support the human rights defenders who protect uh, the Myanmar workers. Okay. What I do is only, you know, hashtag uh, stand by human rights defenders. And okay. Another one is a hashtag stop judicial harassment. It's only two, it's only two words, no, that uh, I was uh, prosecuted uh, by the Thai chicken company. The preliminary hearing started on 2020. Mm No, and for the first case uh, on 16 August last year, the court ruled to accept the criminal defamation complaint, brought tied by the company against me. So I have to bail. Yeah, I'm asking for bail now on bail and I have to present in court. Yeah. So um, it makes me uh, a lot of burden. Yeah. And you know that it's not only for journalists or human rights defenders, but is including the human rights commissioner as well, that they are under threat, no? And I also placed uh, the second criminal defamation campaign that is a part of the uh, case brought by Kamakase against Fortify Rights Officer. Fortify Rights uh, is the organization who work on uh, refugees, asylum seekers, and migrations. And 45 Lights and Suha Kam used to work on the research, no, Uh, the research called uh, soul like fish, no. It's about the Rohingya, about the Rohingya at the Thai Myanmar, uh, Thai Malaysian border as well. Yeah, the 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 cases was uh, postponed regarding to COVID-19, yeah. And the next hearing of my first case is uh, next week, no, on third uh, of March. So that uh, next next week, Gangpana. Next week, yeah, it we starts in next week. Yeah, early March, the third of March. Uh, so that in March, I will be uh, very busy at the court. It's almost every day I have to present at the court with these uh, two cases. If it not. Uh, Postpone again. I I hope to because uh, it's really delay, and you know that uh, especially for women, I think uh, it's affected a lot to to the psychological problem to right. our well being as well. Uh, when you have to sit and listen to somebody who attacked you, you no, know, with the wrong right. information. Yeah, sometimes maybe all days. Yeah. I think it's affected a lot to your emotion yeah and uh, you know that I have to sometimes I have to to talk to the psychologist as well because uh, I think it's really traumatized no you have to sit yeah. in
2: the court all day listening
4: yeah. same
1: thing yeah. yeah yeah
4: yeah and you have, yeah, you
1: have to, yeah.
2: you're like you're like a a criminal when you're all you're trying to do is to defend the yeah. rights of, of the workers. Yeah. By the way, uh, Ankana, uh, have your followers started the campaign not to buy the chicken of that company? Yeah. Uh. Because sometimes uh, companies act uh, faster if uh, their income is mm. affected. So, if your followers are, 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 have a campaign to stop buying the products of the company, maybe they'll be more uh, uh, cooperative in looking oh. into the human rights uh, cases, the violations that's uh, being done in some of their factories.
1: Uh, I mean, in this case is very popular, no? and the EU the EU countries they entered the shipping from Thailand regarding to this case, no? So that right. the company, they, uh, they're really angry. <laughs> so they try to attack more and more people, including the journalists. No? And for me, you know, that uh, for the uh, complaints, no? For me, uh, I faced two cases and is carry sentence uh, of uh, up to uh, eight years. No eight years sentence, and I have to to fines of uh, up, up to uh, I think twenty four thousand U.S. dollars to the company. It's a lot of money. Yeah, uh, almost all the cases. No, this company, uh, you know, that they they brought at least uh, thirty seven complaints against. 22 human rights defenders, including journalists. No? And almost all the cases was dismissed by the court. But they still, you know, they still are filing the case again and again to more and more people, yeah. And this seminar and we you know that uh, Thailand is the first countries in ASEAN who have yep. the national, national action plan on it, and human rights. Yeah, so why Thailand let it happen?
3: Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
4: Dina,
2: uh, Ankana was uh, written up in, in um, one of the Thai newspapers. Uh, she was lambasting the prime minister for lacking political will. Wow, <laughs> to, to, yes. what? So tell <laughs> yes. us about that, Ankana. Why did you say that? Why did you lambast the prime minister?
1: Because, you know, when uh, Thailand had national action plan and one of the uh, first priorities is about uh, to protect human rights defenders and to stop the judicial harassment to human rights defenders. But actually, uh, it's happened again and again. You know? uh, the company often attacked the people, uh, human rights defenders, journalists, know, and maybe some uh, workers, uh, if they criticized about the company. Yeah. So it's almost happened, it's not only uh, for my uh, cases, but it happened all over the country. So I think that political will is very important. Yeah. Why the court accepted these cases? No. The court should not accept that. Yeah. It's, it's really, yeah. yeah.
3: Ankana, I just would like to know, you know, as a human rights activist, you know, as a wife to a human rights lawyer, Mm -hmm. How did you cope with this? What was going through your mind, in your heart when you had to deal with all this, and even till now?
1: Uh, You know that uh, after my husband disappeared in 2004 and for victims it's like you have this stigmatized now. People might think that you are like uh, your victims and like they always have some like the Easy on me yeah. uh, want to uh, give me some uh, humanitarian support whatever but I think uh, the most important for for victims is that how can we support victims to stand on their own food no? how victims can be survivors and how can they uh, become their defenders I believe this uh, is very important so that I try to I tried to change myself and I said that I, I have, I used to have a meeting with the former prime minister, uh, Mr. Taksin, and he wanted to to help me and support my family in various ways, but I told him that uh, prime minister is only one thing I cannot do is about access to justice. And the government have to support, uh, it's not only me, but Many people as well, especially in southern Badu provinces, the Malay Muslim people, there's so many uh, people disappear in that area. And the government needs to have the political will to protect everyone, not only give them the money, because giving the money is not uh, cannot solve the problem at all. Not so, enough, yeah? Not yeah, enough. Yeah, so there's... You, uh, Amina. You know that the road to peace, no, is not only keep the money, not only keeping the money, but it's need many many things. Yeah, it's, especially, uh, access, uh, to know what happened. No, it's very important for reconciling, uh, reconcile. Yes, and, and also for rehabilitation as well.
2: Yeah, when when your husband disappeared. You were, but your vocation was a nurse. You had five young children, and you were running a a small business. What was it like, um, fighting uh, to find out what happened to your husband? How how did you how did you manage, Angkana? <laughs> yeah, but uh,
1: you know that I have five children, so I have to resign from profession nurse mm-hmm. and take care of all my children, uh, myself. And my family have like small business, you no, know, so that uh, I can survive by, uh, uh, it's not uh, much money, but uh, at least I, I can survive. And I have my my own house. I think it's okay for me, you No, know? I might not uh, have much money, to support my children to study abroad, but all of them got the scholarship uh, from the university in the country. So that uh, I think uh, little by little, yeah. And it's uh, support from God and my family so that uh, I can uh, make that. And one thing that I want to share is about uh, uh, most victims always be like anchor. I think that uh, anger uh, often make uh, make ourselves more weakness. So, uh, if you have to fight for a long time, you don't know how long you have to fight for justice. So, you have to be uh, patience and tolerance. By the way, you know that I have to study law. I have to study the international law. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. So, yeah, it's it's not easy. But, uh, yeah, thanks uh, to my friends and colleagues so that uh, I can do that. And it's not only myself, uh, but I try to to, uh, support other victims uh, all over the country, especially people in in southern Thailand because – they are very really scared of the security forces. They're not comfortable to speak about the truth about what happened. Yeah, so that uh, I'm uh, supporting them, no? So that uh, I think uh, that how women can can speak, their voices uh, should be heard. I think the situation now is better
2: than uh, last
1: uh, 16 years.
2: That's yeah. good to hear. But Dina, I'm um, gonna said something very very important for you know all women who are in conflict areas and uh, who are working on human rights and against conflict, and that's anger uh, yeah. cannot be the the driving force you have to be you have to be patient, but Ankana, I can just imagine the anger you felt, not just when some chai disappeared. But when those who were accused of his disappearance were acquitted, what was, what was that like? And what did you do afterwards?
1: I want to say that, uh, I want to, to, to tell you about uh, one uh, of the periods of time that uh, I really traumatized you know, when ha- I had to sit in the court. It's almost seven months in the court. I have to sit uh, face by face, face, by with the perpetrators in the court, and you know that uh, I have to, uh, I have, I have to hurt the words from them. You no, know? is uh, somebody laughing, and you know that when they are like the senior police, you no, know, and yeah, it's it's, so I understand that, uh, like women, like victims, yeah, and it's difficult for, for me to find and uh, like the concrete evidence not to prove in the court. But for the perpetrators, when they are state officers, they have many, many mechanisms to protect them. Yeah. So, you know, that seven months in the court, I have to sit uh, face, five face with all perpetrators. Uh, hurt when they are uh, they laughing to me, yeah, and
2: they were laughing.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So you know that uh, I when I'm look at uh their eyes, it's like um uh, some they're laughing by eyes, maybe yeah. And you know that when uh one of the one of the witnesses when she present in the court, she's very young, no. She's worked in some uh, small uh, company in that area. You know that uh, she's crying when she uh, has testimony in the court. She's crying and she's, uh, she cannot turn her face uh, to look at the perpetrators. So uh, it's not only me that's uh, scared uh, in the courtroom, but uh, so many people, the witnesses. I think this is... Uh, one of the time that I faced a very scary situation and very traumatized. What I'm proud of is that uh, my husband's case is the first and only case of enforcer's disappearance that the family can brought the case to the court. And even I am lost, uh, but I think that uh, in the day or uh, uh, after this, Thailand uh, will have the, the act to to protect uh disappearance uh, and to end impunity in, in the country. I also joined the Committee on drafting the Enforced disappearance Law. And tomorrow, tomorrow is a very important moment because uh, I have to present in the parliament yeah, to protect the law and asking the members of the parliament to pass this law.
2: Yeah. More power to you, Ankana. Wow. You know, you know, Dina, uh, uh-huh. Ankana and um, her group, because she founded this Justice for Peace Foundation. But her group and the lobbying that they did uh-huh. actually got the Thai government to sign and ratify the UN Convention Against Torture in 2007. And the convention to protect persons from enforced disappearance in 2012. So, Ankana is absolutely right. There are you know, improvements in the SAI system, but a lot more needs to be done, like getting you up that uh, case filed against you. I mean, if that yeah. happened to you, Dina, what yes. would you do?
3: Oh, God. I, I don't know what to do. I wouldn't. I'm just listening to this, yeah? I mean, uh, I'm just imagining everything. And honestly, I wouldn't know what to do. I think you are not just very brave. You're very focused. I mean, here I am. I was complaining to Amina early this morning. What's happening in Malaysia? I got three meditation um, apps. I've been joining gyms, doing all this Zikir here, Zikir there. Uh, I take my hat off to you because I don't
2: think I could even
3: emulate you. This is, yeah.
2: We should ask Ankana. How she handles stress.
1: Yes, Angkana. Yeah. yeah. Before talking about the handling the stress, uh, I want to share a, uh, a bit more about. But uh, I'm uh, very proud, uh, as Amina said, that uh, after you, the first UPR Thailand in 2011, and uh, the head of Thai mission announced in Human Rights Council that Thailand will sign. Uh, the Convention, and in uh, early uh, uh, 2012, in January uh, 2012, Thailand has signed the Convention, and then Thailand have the draft law on torture and in participants uh, Act, and another thing that uh, I'm very proud is that I I work a lot with uh, you know that I'm. As I said that uh, anger is one thing that uh, is prohibits you to to talk to others no? so that for myself uh, I not uh, only criticize the government, but I also uh, work with them and supporting them uh, and in two thousand twelve, I work with the, the government and lobby the government to give some compensation to to uh, Malay Muslim people in southern provinces, especially in the cases of uh, the and equal uh, disappearance. So this is first time that victims of enforced uh, disappearance uh, can access to some remedies. Yeah. Even uh, though it's not much money, but uh, it's make, a uh, Family can survive. is include the scholarship for children as well, and some uh, of the like the well-being. For example, uh, help women to access their occupation and others. So um, I think uh, this is one thing that uh, I'm very proud that
2: uh, is happening. Wow, Angkana, congratulations! That is yes. that's a lot of help for all of those people. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not only
1: my work, but uh, with support uh, from uh, many colleagues and friends. Not only the NGO, but also by the government side as well. Yeah, and for the second question, i mean, uh, uh, uh asking about how I can deal with this stress. Uh, you know, that uh, as actually I'm the nurse, no, so that. Um, you know that uh every time that I'm I'm straight, I have some I have something to to for, for relax. For example, reading the books, you know, listen to some uh music, but uh the most of my favorites is about um uh, sewing. You know, I'm the uh, my mother, she's the dressmaker. Yeah. You sew, Angkana?
2: Yes, yes, you find time to sew,
1: (laughs) yes, at night, at night, at night, yeah, (laughs) when I have time, you know, that and every time that, uh, when I put the pin in the in the crop, you know, it's I have like uh, I have to focus on it, yeah, and it's helped me a lot. Uh, how I can fix my emotion? I think it's, uh, I I think people should find their ways, not to the what they what they love to do, and it's <clears throat> what their favorite uh, work. So I think uh, it's it, it's helped me a lot. Although it's not beautiful, but uh, I think it's just fine, and it's helped me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's also remind me uh, when I'm young, I help my, my mother. Yeah. Uh the process ima- <laughs> Yeah.
2: That's that's amazing. I cannot imagine Dina sewing. Can you sew Dina? No, I feel in school. <laughs> I would want to. The
4: you you know, know, I used
2: to I used to <laughs> sew dolls, Ankana. Oh when I was okay. uh, when I was in grade school, I would make my own dolls and mm-hmm. I would sew little clothes. And one time um I learned how to sew uh, toys, so I made a little elephant for my brother. Mm. And he used to carry that little elephant all over the place oh. until you know the, the hands were already hanging. Now you make me think maybe I should go back to I should go back to sewing and use that to lessen Lessen the stress. Yeah. But but Angkana, I really, I I really have to uh, take my hat off to you. I mean, this unwavering commitment you have to fight for the rights of those who cannot defend uh, defend themselves. And Angkana, what do you do with the death threats that you've been receiving? Yeah. There's, we had a senator, a very feisty senator. She passed away. Uh, Miriam mm. Defensor Santiago, and she used to say that she eats death threats for breakfast. Do mm. you eat death threats for breakfast, kana? <laughs> what do you do? No,
1: no. Um, actually, now I'm under business protection, yeah, under Ministry of Justice. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I used to face like a, maybe one day uh, a man came to my house and He asked me, uh, do you have some weapon to protect yourself? And when I say no, and he opened his back and there's uh, maybe three guns and also the knife, no? So I think uh, this is a kind of serious stress to me. And I still uh, received uh, some letters uh, of uh, some harassment, but now you know that uh, the train of the uh, threat uh, that has been changes now uh, I face a lot of online uh, bullying. yeah and I think that uh it's happened to uh, many of human rights defenders and people who think different uh, friends are from the government and try to protect human rights it's almost happened and in the report of the UN secretary general is also mentioned about uh my case, that I will see uh, the threat and all bullying. And you know, that uh, is uh, amazing that uh, uh, on 2000, uh, uh, I think 21 uh, last year, no? They have a, a debating in the parliament and it show uh, the opposite party showing up the slice of the... Um, uh, about the online bullying uh, against me that is from the government sector yeah the military sector that they have once uh, department working on like uh, for uh, internal info uh, for the io no uh, so that uh, is make a lot of online bullying to attack uh, human rights defenders. So that now I'm I find that uh, the case of online bullying to the uh, to the Prime Minister and also the chief of uh military in Thailand. Yeah. I I for my cases, I think is 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 the first case that uh uh women human rights defenders uh find the uh the case to the to the government. But um actually I didn't find the criminal lawsuits because um uh, for myself I I I respect the I respect the freedom of expression, but uh for the freedom of expression who attacked someone, I think that uh, the perpetrators have to have to responsible. So I, I filed a case to the civil court and asking for some compensation. Yeah. And about accountability, maybe, uh, for example, the public apologize, uh, it's like that.
2: Mm. Hold up.
4: What was that?
2: Yeah. people you know who know ankana today without having known about her from decades ago they think oh it's easy for her because she's nationally and internationally known but uh-huh. um, i don't think they fully realize what is, it was like uh, for yeah. ankana yeah. to you know rise to the occasion from being a wife missing her husband having to yeah. take care of five children Worrying uh-huh. about how to feed her children, but still mm-hmm. fighting, still trying oh. to reform, uh, an yeah. unfair, um, right. legal system. But I'm really happy that, you know, it's, uh, you're, you're succeeding somehow with the Thai government. Parliament is open to you. They're listening to you. So I cannot imagine Dina having that kind of nerve to do it in the Philippines. So how about you in Malaysia? Can you see yourself doing
3: that? You know, that is a question which I would never be able to answer, you know? I mean, right now I can say I don't think I can do it. But if push comes to shove, maybe I could. I don't know, you know? But this is something which all of us, uh, I mean, I'm certainly in awe. I'm imagining it and thinking, how does one do it? of, I think you, I don't know whether you've met Alta, right? Uh, one of the founders of Iman, and she's doing a lot of research on the Deep South.
2: When yes. she came back
3: after field work, she was knocked out for one week. You know, she had to go to the clinic, you know, she had gastric because of stress. And she did say this to me, I don't know how they all do this. I'm just interviewing people for the research. And I'm sick, and I I'm just. I think we both are amazed at your bravery, at your stoicness. You know that your your focus.
2: I can I can imagine Angkana going to her sewing kit yeah. and, and sewing clothes <gasps> just to yeah. remove the stress. Yeah, the
1: crosspiece is also a good job. No, you can make on the this, Yeah. May I may I share with you uh, some challenges? Okay, um, please. Yes, please. For well, as a mothers, uh, as a mother of five, and I think that uh, most of victims they have families uh, as well. And one thing I found, uh, as I work with a lot of families uh, in southern Thailand, and one thing I found that uh, children in the in the families that are victims of human rights violation. They're growing up uh, with some mindset to enter the government. Some of them refuse to go to school because uh maybe uh they might be asked it, uh, some hard uh, question from the teachers or friends. Uh for example, uh, where's your husband, where's your father? If he involved with police or whatever, so uh, they face the uh, stigmatized. Many of them refused to go to school. They left the future. Some of them growing up and deal with drugs. Yeah, so that when uh, for uh, human rights violation, it's not only uh, destroy somebody, <clears throat> but it also destroys all the family as well. So I think uh, this is why. Uh, why I have to, to survive and work very hard and <clears throat> support all of my children to growing up without any uh, mindset in their mind, uh, looking forward uh, for better future. One thing I told them is that uh, when my husband disappeared, you yes. know that um, uh, it's in the newspaper, or in television, is called my husband as the bandit lawyer. Yeah, the the lawyer bandit who, bandit lawyer. Yeah, the lawyer who protect the chollies or protect the wrongdoers. So what I told my children is that nobody knows your fathers, but all of you knows. So that you have to have, uh, you have to take care of yourself growing up. And be good person, look good to others. And what you, you can show yourself to others, what your father is. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, it's every proud uh, now, uh, on my journey growing up, the eldest one, now she's a judge. And the second one, she worked with the, uh, international organization and others, uh, they, their success in in their own life uh, that's why I'm very proud and and I uh, wish that uh, all the families uh, I wish their arm to uh, our families to to take care of their families and I I hope that they can protect the children as well but uh, when talking with uh about uh, women in southern Thailand uh, I can I think we cannot avoid to talk about uh, about the culture and maybe uh, the the islamization in the south yeah, yeah. that uh, women always uh, oppress that right men yeah so it's', it's, it's really difficult uh, for me as well yeah and but uh, you know uh, in 2017 no, I'm one of the I'm, and my colleague tai to. Try to help and support uh the young generation in Patani to submit the report to see committee, yeah it's the report from the women in in Patani so uh I'm very proud of them, yeah, so that they try to challenge with the culture of the mindset of the Islamic leaders as well yeah
2: that's 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 good to hear Angkana. wow. So much, so much uh, good that, uh, that you have done. And yet, Dina, when I uh-huh. first met Ankana, she was right? so peaceful, so uh-huh. demure, so uh-huh. quiet. I did not see the fire, you know, the, the, the <clears throat> steadfast resolve yeah. inside, yeah. Uh, inside Ankana. Wow. Ankana, with there. We have listeners, um, a lot of uh, young women. Uh, in 45 countries now who, you know, who tune in to Talks Peace, perhaps you could give them some advice on um, what they can do where, if they are in a situation where their rights are, are being abused uh, by, not just by government, but by anybody. Please share your wisdom with our listeners.
1: I think that uh, as women, uh, you have to show that you are professional and whether you were uh, victims, no, but our uh, anger couldn't help no, the situation to be better. But you have to be professional. You have to seek for more knowledge so that your voices uh, will be heard and respected. I think uh, this mm-hmm. very uh, important thing, and I hope that I also will hope for the young generation. I think they are growing up, and they uh, it's more easy for them to access the information and knowledge because uh, they're growing in the with the Google and many things. Uh, so that uh, I think this is very important, and I yeah. would say that for me, I never uh, forgot what has happened. I always remind me of what has happened. But because, you know, that the scar in my heart always tell me the narratives that I face. And it is the things that uh, inspire me to work uh, not only for my families, but also for others' families as well. This is truly very
3: inspiring. I mean, it's shocking, it's horrifying. But it does mean one thing, about the potential one has to do what it takes, you know, to do the right thing and not allow fear to get
2: in the way. I don't know, Amina, what do you think? Absolutely. And uh, I can only thank uh, Ankana for everything uh, that she does and everything that she will continue to do. The Ramon Magsaysay Awards Foundation, I mean, that's supposed to be the Nobel Uh, Peace Prize Award in in Asia was absolutely right when uh, they chose Ankana and said that she is a shining proof that the humblest ordinary person can achieve national impact in deterring human rights uh, abuses with her unwavering courage in seeking justice for her husband and many victims of okay. violence and conflict. So thank you so much, Ankana, for for joining us. And I can only hope that the scar in your heart will, will heal with uh, your family and, uh, and your friends and your supporters, which include Dina and me. Right, yeah. Dina? Yes.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Anina and Dina and everyone. Yeah. Thank you.
2: So Dina, uh, this is uh, another wonderful conversation, Definitely. and Ooh, I can only gets- thank Ankana and uh, all of our listeners for sharing this this very personal conversation with uh, with Ankana. It's starting to rain here, so I better say thank you to our listeners. Uh, This is Amina Rasul She talks peace Saying goodbye Keep safe, wear your mask And uh, come and visit us In Manila, one of these days Dina Thank you everyone Uh, I
3: hope you're as Inspired as the both of us You know, each podcast Is always A breathless moment for a newbie to Peace speaking like me, so uh, Peacemaking, sorry and uh, yes here's to the next week and Ankana terima I hope to meet you in real life yeah thank
1: you Dina hope to meet both of you shortly inshallah
2: okay inshallah right. so salam everyone take
0: care yeah. bye okay. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics the easiest way to monetize your podcast For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program or other programs of the network.